Welcome, everybody, to the fifth episode of Think Which Will Podcast with myself, Rodrigo Pontes, and my friend and co-host, Jason Suarez. Thanks. And we officially ended on our last episode one month of this podcast. And I think it's quite a significant achievement for us. Yes, sir. We're very proud of it. And, you know, it was a lot of work before that, too. But now we're in our fifth episode. We've got our fifth topic. And today we're talking about romantic relationships. So to dive right into romantic relationships, Jason, I would like to start off with a question. How meaningful is a relationship to you in your personal life? Well, that's like you're basically jumping in the deep end. Um, How meaningful is it to me? Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's one of the big factors in life, right? It's one, I mean, I think it's one, like your long-term goals in life is being in a successful relationship, right? Um, with somebody that you love and trust and things. Um, it's one of the pillars of life for me. Um, so I would say it's quite important. But what about you? I would say it depends on the person you I'm with. Because I feel like for me, a romantic relationship is, if I'm with someone that's, that we're like working towards building something together, it's going to be really meaningful, meaningful to me. But if I'm with someone that, you know, is just with me to, you know, have fun and then that's it, then it's not going to be very meaningful, you know? Right. Are you thinking of anything specific in your, you know, past experience? Well, I, I've only really had one like meaningful relationship to me. And I can say that, that person became like really, really important in my life. So I would say that for me to be involved romantically with someone, they will be like, from my perspective, they will become like really important to me and they will be a part of my daily life. How about you? Yeah, for sure, I agree. Now, I think what would be an interesting question for this is like, you're saying, right? How meaningful is it to us? And you said, oh, it depends on the person, right? In this specific case, that person was special to you. Now, here's my question. What made that person special to you? What made that relationship special to you? I guess when you start off at first, you know, you're always in that, you're in that like love, lovey-dovey phase with your partner. But I feel like they start to become more important to you when you get past that phase and you, you know, start facing some difficulties and struggles together. And you know that you're not alone. You're you're doing it with someone else, and you're both in it together, for an aim to be together for a long time. You know, and uh, if you if both have that goal, then it I, they become really important to each other. Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Like when you first meet somebody, first start dating somebody, it's impossible to know them perfectly, right? Like yeah. you never know who they are deep down inside. They could be, you know. A completely different person that you'd only discover after for example a year of dating them right now the thing is like how can you distinguish like in your case you were talking about you know having you know that lovey-dovey phase right well how do you distinguish from having like genuine feelings for somebody and like just being infatuated with them you know for example with time yeah for sure with time uh, the more time you spend with them and the more time passes, the more time you're together, uh, the more you, you see whether it's just infatuation because at some point infatuation dies off mm-hmm. and stops being prominent. But if you guys truly care and love each other, that love and care will be there and it will grow over time. It grows more and more. It doesn't go, go like grow less. And it doesn't become less. If it becomes less, then it's not meaningful. But if it keeps growing and growing as time passes, then you know that you're both becoming very significant and more super meaningful to each other. How about you? But how do you interpret this? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think it's like, like you said, time, right? But it's also the things that you experience with time, right? Because you can spend a lot of time with somebody and it not be, you know, significant, valuable time that really has an impact. I think one or certain other things that can define that kind of time that makes you, you know, understand whether it's infatuation or true feelings. It's like the hardships you go through, disagreements, right? That's why they say in relationships, you have to fight sometimes, right? Because you never fight, you never know how you react, for example, in like 
bad situations or situations where you're not on good terms with your partner, for example? Yeah, when challenges arise and you got to face them, if I feel like if the partners turn turn against each other is really not a good thing. It's not a good thing. But if both partners be like, okay, this is the challenge we're facing and we're going to get through it together by facing it together, we'll get through it. Then like the, um, they not only discover more about each other, but they will discover more about how the relationship is and how meaningful it is to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think those disagreements are natural for everybody, right? Um, and I think it's important, for example, in relationships, being able to be criticized and you know have somebody tell you maybe in a certain situation you're wrong, right? And things like that, right? Now here's a question. Do you think, like, for example, in a good relationship, I think in a healthy relationship, you should be able to, you know, see and correct your partner's flaws and also receive that criticism. Yeah. I would, my personal opinion would be, I think a lot of people don't like that in relationships and it's a reason for a lot of breakups. What do you think? I think that no one is perfect. You know, everybody has their flaws and it's up to the partners to whether accept the person and love the person for their good characteristics and for their flaws or if they like don't like their flaws, if there's any way for them to help their partner correct those flaws and to improve upon them, you know? So it's like kind of a teamwork where both of you are not perfect and you, both of you have flaws and both of you have to work towards improving and uh, becoming better towards each other. And you adapt uh, more towards each other, you know? But what, what, what's, your, what's your take on it? Like, what's your perspective with it? Because we might have a different opinion. Here. For sure, for sure. I agree with that. Um, the word teamwork. I think teamwork is a good word, right? You're both working together to build something, right? I think you said in the last episode, you said that relationships are an investment, right? Yeah. It's an investment, obviously, your time, your patience, right? Your finances, right? Um, a lot of other things, too, right? Um, and that ability to communicate and, you know, criticize each other, accept criticism is really important, right? It's, it's a work in progress for the both of you, and you both have yeah. to be willing to grow in it. A lot of people cannot take criticism, so they would rather break it up than to accept that criticism and accept that they're they're not flawless. And um, they have to have the courage to be able to have their flaws pointed out to them and to work through them. And I don't think a lot of people have that. I think a lot of people would rather run away rather than facing adversity and facing their own flaws. Have you, have you ever had any experience with that? Well, I mentioned before that I was only, I was only ever in one serious, meaningful relationship. And I can tell you that when it started, we kind of had a little bit of trouble when we point out each other's flaws, we kind of had a, uh, a little bit of trouble accepting them and working through them. But as time went by and as more time we spent with each other, you know, not only did our love grow, but we started accepting each other for our good characteristics and our flaws. And we started like to work together and to help each other um, to fix those flaws or to improve upon them, you know? And I don't have a lot of experience when it comes to relationships. You know, I'm a teenager. I don't, I haven't really had a lifetime of experiences with it. But from that experience, I can say that I have learned a lot of lessons with it. But how about you? You're, in a, you're currently dating someone, if I'm not wrong. So yeah. I, I, now this is more of a relevant question to you because I'm not dating anyone right now, but you are. So do you think that you guys have any problems when it comes out to pointing out each other's flaws and working through them? I mean, I think everybody doesn't like to hear it, right? Like you said, but... I don't know. For me, it's for me, it's not that big of a deal. It's like kind of like, I mean, I know most of my flaws, but I also understand that some things you can't see yourself. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. things it takes somebody else in a relationship with you to see, right? Because one thing is when you're living alone, you might not have those flaws, right? Maybe you're living alone. You don't have to take into consideration, for example, other people that you're living with or yeah. you're spending time with, you know, a lot of time with, especially because they're your partner, right? And certain problems will arise when you're with somebody because obviously you have more like responsibility, right? 
you have to take care of them, you have to treat them well, right? There's a lot more involved. And sometimes you need an external output or your partner telling you, you know, um, what you're doing wrong or what are your flaws. And I think that's kind of important. But do you, do you think that sometimes it's not really a flaw, but because your partner has this certain preference, it kind of makes it a flaw about you, but in reality, it's not really a flaw? Well, I mean, that's tough because that, that, that is true, right? Like everybody has, you know, what they want from a relationship, right? And if you don't give that, maybe they'll be like, oh, that's a flaw, you know? Like you're saying, right? Oh, you're lacking this or you're lacking that or you do this that I don't like. And maybe from my perspective or from her perspective, she'll be like, oh, but that's normal for me, right? And that's where understanding comes in, right? You kind of have to, you have to judge. There has to be a line where it's like, but these are flaws, right? There's problems, right? Let's say, I don't know. In, I don't know. What, what would be an example, for example, of a flaw in a couple or in a person in a relationship? I would say if your partner has a habit of lying, it's a really okay. big flaw. Fair enough. Like there, there there's, there's nothing to discuss, right? If you lie, you lie. That's a flaw. There's no, there's no, you know, yeah. questions about it, right? Now, what would be like a more a gray line area? What would you think? That's difficult. It's been a while, you know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> a, a gray line is more like something that both of you do, but one maybe one doesn't like it that much. You know, but but they do it as well without realizing it. I cannot think of a specific characteristic right now, but something along those lines. What if what if um, your partner had a really really? Let's take this because this is quite a common example. What if your partner had a really really good? Ah, perfect. They had a really good friend or a friend of theirs that you didn't like. Let's say you had a problem with them, close friend. You know, not a close friend, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Imagine they're a friend, right? If you have a problem with them, maybe something in your past, maybe you know the person from yeah. before, they've done something to you or they've had some past relationship to you, right? And you let your partner know when you say, oh, I really don't appreciate you, you know, spending time, right? You're not going to disallow them. You can't really do that, right? Say, hey, I really don't appreciate it. And they don't do anything about it. Well, there's what really not much that you can do other than to tell your partner how you feel about it and you know how you like your thoughts about it because like for me I don't when when I had a girlfriend I didn't ban her from anything like I I'm not that I feel like everybody's their own individual and they're free to do what they want but I would take into consideration if she didn't like a person that would be hanging out with it be like okay I gotta be maybe a little bit more distant to make sure that she's happy and she doesn't have a problem. And I would expect her to maybe do the same. Or if she's like, if maybe that friend was crappy to me and is good to her, then maybe it's a good friend to her, you know? So it's, it's up to, to the partner, honestly, to determine whether or not it's like important for them to, you know, cut ties with them or to be more distance with them or, to keep being close with them, you know, it's, I think it's up to the partner, honestly. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about this? Cause we had the example of lying, right? Yeah. So let's, let's put it in a gray area. Let's say. White um, lies. We can say white okay. lies are kind of. Not even let's, say, let's say, let's say that I'm a person. I'm not very hypothetically, right? Let's say I'm a person who doesn't like to share a lot. And my mm -hmm. partner loves to share a lot. And like, maybe they really want to hear everything and I don't naturally share it. And they always think that I'm lying to them or like not telling them things when it's just like, no, that's just not my natural habit. And they accuse me for it. Is that my flaw? Or do you think that that's just like an area where it's like, well, that's kind of who you are. You know, you got to accept that part of you. I think that um, it's not a lie per se, because like for me, as an example, I'm not a very open person at first. It takes a while for me to open up to someone. And um, I would be communicative about it with that person, mm -hmm. with my the partner, because I, I, I would tell my partner, I'd be like, hey, look, I know that you share a lot and you open up to me a lot. But for me, it takes time 
to open up about my things or to talk about my things, you know, because I'm a person that likes to deal with my things head on by myself, yeah. you know, and, um, and if she would feel like I was lying to her or that maybe I was hiding something from her, then I would just try to my best to reassure her and maybe little by little open up and talk about my things with her, you know, slowly take that step to let her into my personal life. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I agree with that. I'm also that kind of person likes, you know, resolving things on my own. Sometimes that means, you know, not necessarily, you know, my partner knowing about all my problems or like all the struggles. Right. I think that's normal. Now, here's a question. What do you think about the idea? Well, what's your, you know, your point of view on the idea of, you know, the grass is greener on the other side in relationships? For example, we're talking about flaws, right? It's easy to see your partner's flaws. And it's easy to think, oh, maybe like, you know, this guy has a lot of flaws or it looks like he has a lot of flaws with this partner or this person, right? You know, maybe this other person wouldn't have so many flaws. You know, the kind of the grass is greener on the other side philosophy or idea. What do you think of that? What's your point of view? I think it's easier to criticize than to compliment someone. It's mm -hmm. so much easier to see somebody somebody's flaws than to see somebody's good characteristics. So I feel like it's important in a relationship, not only to communicate and talk about each other's flaws and, on, and how to improve them, but to also talk about each other's good qualities and to be thankful for them, you know? Because you gotta look at both sides of the spectrum, you know? You gotta be positive. You, I, don't, I feel like if two people go into a relationship being negative, it's not gonna work out. But if two people go into a relationship being positive about it and being positive about their problems, their flaws, um, their good characteristics and everything else, I feel like it has a bigger chance of working out long term than negative people, like a negative perspective. Sure. Um, on, that, on that note, right, it's very easy, I think, for people to like let's say look around, right? Let's say, you know, they're in a social environment where there's a lot of options, right? It's very easy to notice other people and think, oh, what would they, you know, <clears throat> be like as my partner instead of the current one that I have, right? Um, how would you deal with that if that was you? Let's say like you were in a relationship, you were happy, but let's say you've been in it for seven years, hypothetically, and you know, obviously naturally you start getting tired of things and you know, <laughs> Board and stuff and you start looking at other partner other people out there right and you're like oh this seems interesting this seems fun you know what, what, what would you do that's where loyalty comes in you know if two people love each other i feel like no matter how long how, how much time has passed um even if other people seem more appealing to you in terms of characteristics or looks you will know that you have somebody at home that you love and that you want to go spend your life with. But I feel like I've, after a certain amount of time, you start looking around and seeing other options, what other options are there, you know? And you're like, okay, I have this amazing girlfriend, but it's not really working out or whatever. I think it's up to the person to decide whether they want to keep pursuing that or whether they just want to, you know, be free to go pursue something else. Because I feel like you won't, you only build your expectations or what you want out of a relationship, the more experience you have with it, you know? I'm not saying if you have several girlfriends at different periods of time, you'll have more experience. I'm just saying, maybe you dated this girl for five years and it didn't work out. You analyze it, you're like, okay, why didn't it work out? What did I do wrong? What did she do wrong? What were the flaws? What can I get better at? Then you go into another relationship in the last three years and you're like, okay, whatever. And then you find the person you want to spend your life with, you know, and you're like, oh, this is what I want, you know? It's a, it's just experience about experience, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Loyalty, right? Loyalty and love, right? But you can cheat on somebody even though you love them, can't you? <laughs> the cheating topic. Um, yeah, that's the worst one, right? No, because you, you, you were talking about loyalty and love, right? You wouldn't leave them. But that's the one of the things I find ironic is like people cheat on their partner and then they're like, Oh, you know, they run back and like, they're like, I love you so much. How does, how, how does that make sense? I'm not saying it does make sense or it's wrong or right. But how does that make sense? 
I have my own point of view, but I would like to hear yours. My point of view on cheating is something that is avoidable. It's something that um, it just breaks somebody's heart, to be honest. But it depends. Like if a couple, let's say a couple's married and one of them cheats on the other, but they have kids and their, their partner finds out that the other one's cheating. And the other one's like, I'm really sorry. Uh, let's work through this and proves everything to the, their, the other partner that they love them and that they just want them. You know, it, it, it takes, it depends on a lot of aspects, but to be yeah. honest, I'm not a big fan of cheating. I don't, I don't think it's morally correct. And um, I don't think it's morally correct. <clears throat> you know, maybe at some point in my life, I'll do it. I, I don't know. I can, I know what the future is. No, I don't know what the future is. I'm not saying that yeah. I will personally choose to cheat, but no. I do not know what goes goes through somebody's head to do that. I've never been in that situation, so I cannot really speak about it. That's what I'm saying. That's the interesting part because people, because like I don't know either because I've never done it either. So it's kind of like weird. Like how do how do they how do they rationalize rationalize that in their heads? Right? Like, oh, I love this person, but I went and cheated on them. Like. It's a complicated topic, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's yeah, pretty it's complicated. Weird. Yeah, I agree with you. It's complicated. But I guess, like, if somebody cheats on another, well, if you look, what it looks like is that the person that cheated doesn't want to be with their partner anymore. It's looking to pursue something else outside of that relationship. And then you have others that cheat but are still in love with the, their partner I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's a complicated topic. <laughs> like, what if, like, hypothetically, or we're talking hypothetical, imagine you're in a partner, you're happy with that partner. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're, you know, kind of fuckboy or something. And <laughs> you get drunk, you know, or you used to be a fuckboy, and you, like, get drunk at a party and you make out with a girl. Okay? One-time mistake. One-time mistake. You're, you know, drunk, you see a girl, and you find her attractive because you're drunk or whatever, and you do something... You know, small. We're not talking about, you know, like repetitive times, like one time. And then you go home and you're you're sorry and you go to your partner and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what, is, like, what, do, what do you think about that? Like, That's that's an interesting scenario. Yes. But um, if that it's happens. It's quite common, though. It's quite common, though. You're not going to. If that happens, then it's up to that person to make sure they can, you know, never put themselves in that situation again. Yeah. and prove to their partner how much they mean to them and how much they love them and that it was just a one-time mistake and that they really were drunk and they had no control over what was happening. Because when you're drunk, you really don't have control over yourself. And um, I personally do not drink. I do not, I choose not to drink. I don't like, I'm not a big fan of alcohol, but I can say that I have experienced drunkness once in my lifetime and it, it's something that I was not a fan of because you lose control of yourself, you know, you don't, you're not in complete control yeah. and I hate that. I like to be in complete control of myself and I feel like in this specific situation, this specific hypothetical scenario, then the person has to make sure they never put themselves in that situation again, make sure to never drink that much again, you know. Yeah. But it's also up to their partner to forgive them or not, you know? And that's where like the, the work has to be shown, the love has to be shown, everything has to be proved to the other partner. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, how about you? It's, definitely you compli- it's a complicated situation, right? Like I feel like you have to draw a line, right? Like if someone cheats on you, no matter what they did, there's a line there, it's done, right? It's hard, right? Because like, what if you really love somebody, right? Like, you know? Maybe if, maybe if that happens when you're 16, it's fine, right? You're like, oh, I'll go meet somebody, you know, in the next 10 years, my life will be fine. Imagine you're, I don't know, like a little bit older, maybe, you know, mid-20s, mid-30s, right? And generally finding partners, quality partners at that age is a lot harder, right? A lot of people are already settled down. And somebody does that to you, it's, you're put to a harder decision because you're like, I don't have the same you know, grounds that I had before, you know? Well, you did say that when you're like 16, I feel like when you're a teenager, maybe that mistake will happen. Um, may, not to everyone, but 
maybe I'm not going to say most people, I'm not going to generalize everybody, but I feel like a few have experienced that and it has helped them realize that maybe it probably helped them realize that, um, that's something that they never want to be put through again. That's something that they would never want to put themselves in that situation ever again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're a teenager, uh, relationships are, I don't want to say experimental, but mm-hmm. they are for you to learn uh, about what, what being in a relationship is like, feeling that first love, you know, learning about what is what it is like to care and love somebody. And um, I, th- I feel like the, when you're a teenager, it's vital to make mistakes because that's, that's how you learn. And it will help you not make mistakes when you're in a more mature relationship further down the line, you know? I don't, I don't necessarily look at it that way. I think, sorry to disagree, but I think it's the wrong way looking at it because yes, I get what you're saying, right? If you're younger, you date more, gain more experience, right? But the reason maybe you mess up when you're younger is because you're not ready for relationships. I think there's way too many people nowadays who start dating. They start doing, you know, physical, sexual things at way too young of an age, right? 12, 13, 14, people who are not ready for true relationships. Like if, if they're their friends and stuff, like having a really close, you know, friend of the opposite sex or same sex or whatever, like that's okay, right? I think that's fine. Now, like being in a, being in a relationship where does, where's that, where it's that pressure, where it's that, I don't know how to say, but like, where you have certain responsibilities that you're not ready for at that age, you're pushing yourself against something that maybe you should, you know, let go for an older age. I disagree with that. Like I have, I have this, I have these two friends and they're like, they're basically high school sweethearts. They're still together. They're still super in love. And honestly, I, I'm rooting for them to go all the way, like for the rest of their lives. Cause they're just so cute together. Sometimes maybe you meet your, I don't want to say, oh, what's it called? Your sig- ah, wait, is it? Soulmate. Huh? Your soulmate. Is it? Yeah. Sometimes maybe you meet your soulmate in high school and you go through life with them for the rest of your life. But that's not the case for most people, you know. And um, I'm really rooting for my friends there. Like, they're just so cute together. And, like, they've had their fair share of issues, but they've always worked through them together. And um, I would say for myself, I have had good and bad experiences when it comes to kind of dating. And um, it's, I think it's been a vital process of me becoming who I am today. It's, it's made me grow a lot. It's made me learn a lot of lessons as well. And it has helped me understand what I want in a partner more and what I expect, you know, and what the partner expects of me, how I should be, behave as well, you know. So I I disagree with you on that. No, but I I agree perfectly with that. That's not what I'm disagreeing with. I'm saying that is perfectly fine. That's what I'm saying. Sure, if you're at a young age, and yes, you meet your soul partner, fine. But how do you know you're your soul partner, right? It's through time. And I feel like our generation rushes into relationships unnecessarily. Like two months no, after dating. No, I agree with that. Like two months after dating, you're like, oh, you want to be my girlfriend. Without knowing. I think if you're, I'm not saying time is, I'm not saying time is a judge. Because sure, maybe you meet your soulmate in two months and whatever. I think that's kind of maybe what happened between, you know, me and my girlfriend. We met pretty quick and we started dating pretty quick and i hope it lasts a very long time that's my hope so i'm not saying it's not possible i'm saying i'm here for you if that's you have to have discernment right like knowing you know i agree with you in the aspect that our generation rushes and wants to be in a relationship like all the time and it's not good for them mm-hmm. like for me i personally I'm choosing like not to pursue anything like romantically with anyone for now, for the time being, because I want to take this time to work on myself, work on my dreams and goals. And, you know, once I have kind of a better understanding and have grown more into the man I want to become and have worked and I'm closer to my dreams and goals, then I will be open to share this 
path with someone else. But until then, I feel I feel like it's pointless to like I would say personally that if I get into a relationship right now, it's gonna be terrible because I don't have time. And I don't have the attention span to be giving it to someone else right now. I'm so focused and I am doing so much that it's just it would be pointless for me to. But I know people that jump into relationships like it's fucking like they're fishy, man. It's like getting one fish after the other, like break up next week have another girlfriend or next week have another boyfriend it's, it's mental man exactly i'll get to that really quick but it's exactly what you're saying right like you should like you you spend the time you know investing in yourself instead of investing in your relationship and i think young people should do that more than dating because they're kind of like oh we should date spend that time all those hours you spend every day whether it's dates or whether it's the money you spend spend it on yourself i think like all that time you can be investing doing something more you know like, if you don't have time out of school to do other things, go practice sports or go learn a little language. Go learn um, musical instruments or something new. Because when you're young, it's a time to learn. That's the time you learn. That's the time you absorb the most information in your life. And if you clog that up with a lot of uh, other things, and I'm not saying just saying relationships, right? It could be video games like we talked in the other episodes, right? It could be anything. But relationships are one of those things. And on the point that you said about people constantly changing. That's exactly my point. Because they're at such a young age and without the experience and without the value of the relationship, they just jump in and out. So what happens overall as a society with that? There's, I would say, there is basically a devaluation of relationships. Because it's like, I can get in and get out whenever I want. Hey, if I want to cheat, it's fine because cheating is normal now. No, I'm I'm not saying me. I'm saying society, right? Yeah, in general, but like in a general basis. Like cheat, oh, whatever. Like, there's a hundred kids that cheat in my city. Like, it's normal. Like, some some person won't care anymore, and they'll date me anyways, right? There's just a devaluation of the relationships as a result of all this irresponsibility and all this uncarelessness or lack of careless lack of care. Sorry, all this carelessness. You know, regarding getting in, you know, for example, relationships. Hey, we're talking about relationships, right? And the fact that a lot of people go around switching partners like they're playing roulette. Um, it kind of brings me to a question where, like, can you describe for us? Can you talk about what was your first heartbreak like? Because I feel like with this kind of a hookup culture and cheating culture and everything, I feel like a lot of people's hearts get broken. So would you mind telling us about your first heartbreak? Then? Okay, um, maybe not okay. in depth, no, but I, what I, lessons I, did you learn about it from it? What lessons did I learn? Yeah. Well, you know what the biggest lessons I learned was exactly what I'm telling you. That society doesn't value, for example, loyalty and things like that. I think that's the first lesson I learned. I don't think it was necessarily one person. I think it was over time, just general experiences in general, right? Like I realized like it was very weird for somebody to, even in the dating phase to be like loyal to somebody and stuff. And people would all be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, you gotta be talking to 40 different girls at the same time. And they keep their them. options open when they go. Exactly, the whole, the whole thing. And I was like, hmm, that's really weird. And like, whatever. And I was young, I was naive. So I kind of learned from that and stuff. And sure. I guess society values that. So I found through that way of being, of being, you know, that kind of person, eventually do attract more technically partners, right? Um, but I think that made me realize also like something, it was like, damn, if you find somebody who's not like everybody else in society, that's a keeper. So, I mean, from what I've learned through all those experiences, obviously a lot of little lessons, right? is the most, I think the, also another big lesson I've learned is just focusing on myself. Yeah. And then things will come to you, you know? I feel like you're out there chasing relationships and like always trying to find those things. You're not gonna be successful, but also it's not what you really want. I think you need to find what makes you happy in life, find what fulfills you in life. And then somebody else will want to come share that life with you. Because if you're not fulfilled in your life, Somebody's not going to fulfill it. Just them being there, you know, you're just going to make them miserable because you're going to be codependent on them, right? Like you, I think, said last episode too, right? 
Yeah, we, talk, we mentioned codependence as well, yeah. Yeah. So finding who you are first, you know, fulfilling yourself, finding your worth, and then like seeing who else you can consider, you know, to come be your partner. And, you know, I think that, I think that in the summary would be more or less what I learned overall. What about you? The, the biggest lesson I learned with heartbreak was not everybody that comes into your life is there to stay. Mm. I think that people come and go in, in your life in all shapes and forms as in friends, uh, girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. And um, they come into your life to maybe the, a person comes into your life just for the straight up reason to teach you a lesson. Um, and you might not realize it right away, but over time you do. Others come for a season and others come and to stay for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I am grateful that I have a lot of, not a lot, but I have a handful of friends that came into my life and are state. And hopefully, I hope that they stay for the rest of my life. But mm-hmm. so far, I haven't really found a partner that I want to share my life with. I'm out there. Um, I'm not afraid of meeting someone or getting my heart broken. That's not the reason as to why I avoid relationships at the moment. It's just, I feel like as of right now, it's a bit of a waste of time, especially for a person that is trying to pursue their dreams and to, and has the ambition to work on themselves. I'm not talking, I'm talking about myself, but I know that there are a lot of people that might relate to this as well. And like you said, things come with time. So maybe at some point, someone will walk in and I'll be like, wow, you know? Yeah. So it's something that, like, I feel like heartbreak, te- it's painful when it happens, but over mm-hmm. time, when you get over it, it, or even when you're trying to get over it, you learn valuable lessons. So I say that would be my most valuable one. And then um, the second most valuable, I would say, be careful on who you put your trust in. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you may share things with the wrong person and they might, and they weaponize that against you. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's a lot of lessons. Feel free to comment. Yeah. And share this, with us. I think the seasonal thing was something I definitely agree with. And through experience, right, you realize that though, like, I think when you're young and experienced, you think somebody leaving your life is always a bad thing. Like, it's always like, oh, they left my life, like, oh, that's terrible. Now, I think when you grow and you experience things, you realize maybe somebody leaving their life is a good thing. I'm not saying them necessarily just the act of leaving. I'm saying them coming in your life and going out has a purpose. Yeah. And don't ruin the person by, don't ruin the purpose by getting caught on. Because, you know, maybe that person came is meant to come in for your life for a month, right? If you hold on to that, maybe it turns into some negative instead of something positive, right? I think that's really important. And about the, the idea of, you know, you being ready, right? For somebody who might come in your life tomorrow. Maybe you bump into somebody random tomorrow, right? And all you're saying now, you know, goes out the window and you start dating, right? Who knows? Maybe that happens. But about that, right? What you're doing is good because you're preparing for that time. You have to be prepared. You never know, right? When somebody yeah. comes in your life and you have to be prepared for that. You can't just be like, oh, now's the time I'm going to start dating. Like this month, I'm going to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, right? Like it doesn't work like that. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, this brings me to a question that I, I want to ask you. We've covered a lot of topics and we've talked a lot about okay. heartbreak, you know, relationships. And things like that. But I want to ask you, what is your personal opinion or view when it comes to romance and love? Okay. Um, well, I get it, right? I think there's different types of love and you experience them throughout different phases in your life, right? There's like, like you said, the infatuation kind of love, you know, it's very like, hey, you know, very useful, very immature and not really true love, right? Then there's like, you know, desperation love, right? 
which is like, you know, you're with somebody because you need them or whatever, and you don't truly love them, you know, you just need them in your life and you don't want to lose them, right? Then there's what I would, I would call more or less what love is to me, which is, it's not just a feeling, right? Of course, it's obviously a feeling that you have, right? Naturally, right? Um, but it's also something you can build, which is, the I think, the interesting part of love is I think it's something that can be built. You can love somebody more over time. Yeah. Um, like from your, you know, and I kind of relate it to, in a sense, with your family, right? Like, you know, why do you love your siblings? Or maybe you don't, but not you. I'm saying maybe somebody in the audience doesn't yeah. love it. But, you know, generally you love your siblings or your parents, right? Like, you know, how is that considered love? Well, it's something you build over time, right? It's years and years of them being there for you, you being there for them, of somebody being special to you, right? Spending birthdays with you, you know, being yeah. sweet to you, taking care of you when you're sick. Making memories. Exactly. Memories are essential for that, right? You can't, if you forget somebody, you can't love them, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so big facts, big facts. <laughs> a great movie, you know, thesis. You forget your lover and whatever, you know, it's such a common thing. But anyways, I think, you know, that's what it is, something you can build over time with your partner. And it gets stronger yeah. as your relationship continues to grow. And I think that's that's more or less mine. More or less. Uh, what about you? My view on romance and love is something that it's hard to learn about nowadays because there's kind of a hookup culture where, you know, people just party and hook up and don't want anything meaningful. But from experience, I would say that love is, is probably the best feeling you can feel. When, you know, when you love someone and someone loves you, there's nothing better than that, to be honest. And unless you're scoring a 90-minute winner. Uh, <laughs> other than that, other than that, there's no better feeling. But love is is like a like it's a mountain, you know, it's something that you gotta climb and you grow every day and sometimes you fall, you know, sometimes you it, it's a difficult it's a difficult feeling to handle as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. And romance is mostly in movies. Mostly in movies, I would say. Yes. But if we're talking about real life romance, it's it's rare to find and it's rare for somebody to be romantic nowadays, from my perspective. I, I feel like it's rare. Because like I said, I, I feel like people would rather just hook up than to put their emotions on the line and put their heart on the line. But if someone is lucky to find a person that they wanna go into a relationship with. I feel like that being romantic is important and that romance is important to keep that spark alive, that, to keep the love growing, you know, take going out on a date or seeing a movie or, you know, going out to the park to talk or going to an arcade and playing games together and making me dumb memories, you know? So yeah, that, that's my view in romance and love. It's, I know it's like a, a different take. It's more of a, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah. For sure. And I, yeah, I think so too. I think it's a little bit of a touchy subject nowadays. People don't like to say the word, you know, they're like, er, love is not, you know, a very strong word, right? Yeah, people um, don't like talking about it for sure. I agree with you. Yeah, they're like, what? Love? Like, that's kind of weird. You know, that's in the movies, right? It's like, yeah, it's that kind of cheesy love. Yeah, it's not in the movies for sure. Um. So, yeah, but. Do you think you think people can fall out of love? What do you think? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No doubt. I feel like sometimes you fall in love with someone and you spend a few years with them, and but over time you start realizing that you guys are not meant for each other and you start falling out of love. And it's completely normal, you know. Um mm -hmm. a lot of people go through that. Um and and it's okay. It's it's something that is not normalized, but it should be because sometimes you're not meant to be with that person. Sometimes you're just meant to be with that person for that amount of time, experience those things, and then you both part ways or you both fall out of love and meet somebody else that you fall in love with 
So it, it's something that I completely believe in. Well, how about you? Um, I think for me is what you said, right? I think it's normalized, like you said, in society, but I don't think it's a good thing because I think, I think there is a fault in the sense that people think relationships are only built on love. Like once the love is gone, there's no relationship. And it's like, hold up. That's what you think today, but that's not the way relationships really work. I think if you ask people who've really made it through life, like you meet an 80 year old couple who's lived together, you think they're like as strongly as in love as when they were 25, like no. Right, it's not necessarily built on that, right? And I feel like if you if you say you love somebody, you break up with them, then you go find somebody else you love them again. I would personally, I would question whether you really love that person like truly deeply. Like you could, like maybe you love them, but like it was kind of like because eh. it was I not like, like serious love. I would say. Yeah, I feel like if you really love somebody, even when you lose a little bit of the love, which is natural, like you spend forty years with somebody, like you're gonna be tired of them. It's natural, right? But you continue to you continue the relationship saying, because I love you so much, even when I stop feeling it, I still stay with you and still make a good partner and still build the relationship. But that comes to whether they see themselves with that person for the rest of their life or not, you know. And I don't think that applies to everybody. Like I said, <clears throat> if two people fall out of love, not, well, maybe you're going through a rough patch and like kind of fall out of love in that rough patch and then they sit down and realize, yeah, I don't think that this is something we can get out of. I don't, I don't see myself with you for the rest of my life. Then, yeah, I believe that happens. But I feel like there are people that fall out of love like temporarily, but they, they can't live without each other. You know, they, they, have, they have imagined the rest of their lives with each other by each other's side. So... They might have fallen out of love temporarily, but I feel like at some point that love comes back again. You know, and that loyalty, it, it comes down to loyalty as well and other factors, but it's just who you want to be with, to be honest, man. Yeah, loyalty and commitment, right? The word there in this situation would be commitment. Now that we mentioned this, I got to ask, for you, what would you say are your most important like characteristics or traits in a relationship? Well, we said two of them. I think those two are probably the fundamental building blocks of a successful relationship, right? Is commitment and loyalty, right? Um, other things on top of that, you know, could be things like communication, you know, yeah. honesty, um, Forgiveness. I would say forgiveness. I don't know if a lot of people would have that in their top five, but I definitely have that on my top five. You know, that's how you get through all those years together, yeah. right? Even though people say hurtful things and even though people make mistakes and maybe have flaws, right? You know, you kind of have to forgive them if you want things to work over the long term. Yeah, I agree with you. What about you? Well, you mentioned a few of mine, but to add on, I would say... Uh, a friendship between the two is important mm -hmm. because if you love each other, you have that friendship where you guys, you know, can joke about anything, can talk about anything with each other. Um, yeah. I agree with the fact that you said forgiveness. People, it's really underrated because in order to have a successful relationship, you need to be able to forgive your partner. Little things, big things, you need to be able to. And, um, man, it's difficult because there's so many good characteristics and bad to be thinking about them all right now. But let me see if I can come up with a few more. Um, you mentioned good or bad? Are you saying good or bad? I'm saying good. I'm saying good. Okay. I'm good good um, characteristics. Oh, wow. This is, this is deep thinking. I mean, this is like a big fundamental block, right? And then small things like... I don't know, being sweet to your partner or being, or like you said, caring, before, being caring, or, caring. You're romantic also too, right? It's important. Yeah, Those yeah. are the smaller, you know, the ones that keep the relationship also going in some sense, you know. Um, what you're else? the one in a relationship, man. You should know this. <laughs> Bro, I know. <laughs> I know it. Talking, right? Making time for each other, things like yeah. that. Prioritizing each other. I would put it that way. Yeah, that's um, a good word. Trust, uh, trust, 
Trust. We forgot to mention trust. I said honesty, but I don't think we said trust. Okay. Yeah, trust. Trust is probably one of the most important ones as well, because you gotta you gotta trust your partner. You know, I don't think I don't think there's a point being in a relationship with a partner that if you don't trust them, like if you don't trust your partner to go out with their friends and not do anything bad, then Jesus, like get out of that relationship. <laughs> yeah, but trust comes because of all those other things, right? It comes because yeah. of what, it comes it comes because of communication. Something that is built. Honesty, you know, all those things, right? Yeah. So I would say trust is really hard to build and really easy to break. It takes a lot of actions to build trust. It takes one action to destroy trust. It's mm -hmm. mental. Yeah. It, it's like a weird characteristic. It works. It's it, it's so opposite, you know. To have to trust someone, you need so many actions for them to prove to you that you can trust them. But then, if they do something that goes against that, stop trusting them. So it's like for all of this that you do. Imagine my hands filled with something. For all of this that you do, just one little thing can destroy everything. Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. And it's, it's a choice too, right? Like, let's yeah. say you don't see all the small actions of your partner building trust, right? You, you just have to choose it and say, I choose to trust you, right? Somebody tells you something, technically speaking, unconsciously, you're choosing to trust them. Sure, That's that true. choice comes from past experience, like knowing the person never lied, never lied to you or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's a choice, right? I agree with you. It's it's mostly about choices. But now yeah. we've we've covered a lot of things about relationships, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's normal age relationships end, you know, and for various reasons. And also, this podcast episode has to end, so that will be it for today. As much as we enjoy doing this podcast and doing episodes. We don't want to keep you guys watching it too long so you guys don't get bored. So I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to our, for our fifth episode. Stay tuned for our sixth episode because hopefully we will bring a guest for the sixth episode. We keep saying we'll bring a guest, but we're bringing in a guest. <laughs> I swear, I swear to you guys, whoever watches this and listens to us, we will bring in a guest next episode. Even if it's the last thing we do. We will bring it. Yeah. <laughs> trust us. Make sure to trust us on this. It's a yes. choice. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. I enjoyed making this episode, to be honest. I think it's probably one of our best ones. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. And see you next week.